Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Man, do we have a show for you today. It's like there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> My gosh, people, I never thought I'd be living in a country with such a dereliction of duty leadership, treasonous leadership. And here to talk to us about it is our friend, Daniel Holdings. Daniel, welcome to the show. Dave, thank you so much, buddy. It's always good to be on with you. And you're right. There's absolutely nothing to talk about. I think we're just going to have to twiddle our thumbs for an hour. Well, you mean we'll just have to do our Biden imitation. Don't forget the sippy cup. <laughs> well, you know, people keep saying that he's sip, it has a sippy cup. I just envision him with a little uh, blanket in the Oval Office with his feet up snoozing, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, and if, if Americans weren't going to die who are trapped behind enemy lines because of him, this would be funny. But this is really serious. Mm. And uh, I told you on air, or before we went on air, that um, I expect the feds to show up at my house today because... I called for the military to invoke the Insurrection Act, what they should have done the day after the election when it was clear there was fraud. And now we even have more reason. We have dereliction of duty and we have treason. What do you think about that? I, I think that is obvious. Uh, maybe they'll put us in the same, you know, in cells next door to each other. <laughs> but I've said this for, you know, a long time. And I... I think we are at the point, Dave, that nothing should surprise us uh, because, as I've said over and over and over again, as I've written in my books, as I've said on radio, on, on video, that this is a plan. They are following a plan, and we should not be surprised that these, thing, these things are occurring because, well, I guess I guess we can be, but one of the things that I did – for years, as I said, this was coming. Now that it is here, uh, people might have thought that these warnings of myself, yourself, and, and others were uh, uh, potentially going to happen. But now that they see it, it's it's much more in their face and much more dire. Uh, but the fact is that God warned us these things were going to happen. And this plan that they have, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, triggered, uh, is only now getting into a full swing. Mm -hmm. And it, without sounding so much like um, trying to hawk books or something, but, you know, I talked about many of the things that are going on, Steve Quayle and I did, in Midnight Strikes. Yes. So that, that book, audience, if you uh, remember it, uh, I interviewed Steve Quayle. He, there were 38 things that the Lord had shown him years ago that were going to happen at the end of the age. I said, wait a minute, Steve, is, is this real? So what I did is I did the research and uh, compared what he said to uh, what was going on today. And it, Midnight Strikes is stunning in its depiction, Dave, of what is going on right now. On it, you can go to DanielHoldings.com. Again, it's not about books, but... If you want to know what's coming next, you need to get that book yeah. and get it on DanielHolings.com or SteveQuayle.com. The point is, Dave, that this is a plan. And because of the plan that has been now been triggered, and I think we talked about where you wanted to go, where I wanted to go uh, off the air. And I said we need to start in Afghanistan because, I, you know, OK, so here is the dichotomy that we have here. 
is Biden so incompetent, so stupid, and I, I don't like that word, <laughs> but such an idiot that I like that word better, but that that he could let the country disintegrate in in I think it was like seven days. <laughs> they said his advisor said it'd take ninety days for the country to to wind down uh, and for us to get out. And it took like seven days for the Taliban to totally take over. So is he such an idiot that that he allowed that to happen? Or okay, so if we are assuming, Dave, that he is in control of our government then, okay, he's an idiot, right? Uh, or he's asleep under the blanket that I told you was uh, was the image in my mind. Uh, but I, I don't think so. Because I have proposed for a long time, and if you saw my presentation at Extinction Protocols, uh, I, or actually before that, um, the, 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 uh, the Gen 6 presentation, the Gen 6 conference before that, uh, final warning i said i i outlined how a cabal a a globalist luciferian uh organization was for lack of a better word was behind not only our government but the governments of the world and that they would soon begin to make moves to take over the world that's crazy right that's conspiracy theory but what we are seeing with the fall of Afghanistan is the triggering mechanism for all of these things to begin to happen. And audience, it's just not political. This is what people need to understand. Yes, there is a huge, uh, a, a vast uh, supernatural factor to all of this because, as I said, they are Luciferians. They, you know, they are demonically possessed uh, and fallen angels are calling shots. So there is that. But the, the 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 military moves and the political moves are only one factor in the things that are going on today. So, if we can start with the political moves, the military well, the political moves that lead to military moves, Dave. One of the just disconcerting things that that fall of Afghanistan uh, actually brings to the forefront is a. China is no longer worried what we will do with Taiwan because <laughs> yeah, that yeah. same day they out and out said that the U.S. would abandon Taiwan just like they abandoned Afghanistan. Yes. And Dave, when it comes to this administration, they are absolutely right. Yes. I, I hate to say that. We will not fight for them because we won't even fight for ourselves. <laughs> this. Uh, I, you know, I have to laugh. Audience, please don't take my chuckling in the background as disrespect for the, what's going on with the people in Afghanistan because, Dave, as you said, it is very serious. People are going to die. Tens of thousands of people are going to die in Afghanistan. Well, I probably already have because of this. Uh, but I, you know, if I didn't laugh, I would cry because what is going on is so serious. I was. Buddy, I was livid. I saw those pictures of uh, bodies literally filling the streets after the Taliban took control in Kabul. And and it was heartbreaking. Those were just Afghanis, right? We're not even talking about uh, Americans that are trapped behind enemy lines. 
what we are about to see transpire it just in Afghanistan is absolutely heartbreaking, and the loss of life will be stunning. But as I said, militarily, it this is what I mean by this is a plan. It gives a signal, a go signal, if you will, to our enemies, a go signal to China, because. If, if you believe that the, uh, the election was stolen, then you also have to believe, based upon the evidence, that China helped Biden steal that election. So do, do, do we really think that if that is true, if China is behind the, uh, the uh, ascension of Biden to the Oval Office, do we really believe that Biden will stand up to China with Taiwan? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And in turn, that gives a signal to North Korea. That gives a signal to Iran. That gives a signal to uh, you know, ISIS. That gives a signal to, to the sleeper cells that you've documented being in this country over the years. That gives a signal to all of them that it's time to go. And that's what I mean. It's not just about Afghanistan. It is the first shot over the bow, and what is coming next is absolutely horrific. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, in fact, it's it's interesting. I'm writing a part two uh, to my preliminary piece that will bring the FBI to my door, I'm sure. Um, can't talk about the criminality of a president, and he should be removed without consequence, of course, because we now live in a communist dictatorship. But part two to get to the point here part two interesting i was going to cover exactly what you just covered uh taiwan's got to be quaking in their boots right now china is obviously moving into position and uh, biden will do nothing to lift a finger to help but i will say this there's got to come a breaking point where we take milli vanilli and ex and extricate him from the pentagon and he's he's gone um, and the other joint chiefs who really are not betraying their country overtly take over and execute the Insurrection Act because they can see what's coming. If Chinese uh, take over this country, these military leaders, leaders know they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. let them live. No, but, I, you know, uh, here's, here's where you and I disagree. Not, not that we shouldn't do that, right? Uh, to look, is it insurrection when you call for the Constitution to be upheld? No, that's not insurrection. That's, no, I'm, I'm saying that Biden was in violation of the Insurrection Act when they stole the election. No, I understand. Oh, and well, I'm, okay, I'm talking about executing you know, a, a counter coup in the name of invoking the Insurrection Act legally it, this it, is not it, i'm not advocating for a revolution i'm advocating happen. for the carrying out of the rule of law well i i agree with you i don't disagree with you that that should happen but it will never happen it for one right uh do we if okay so let's go back to my assumption that this is this is a plan right uh if if that is true uh, have they not thought through this have they not thought that that would happen if if that was going to happen dave it, i'm not saying that i don't want it to happen i'm just saying that it can't happen not not now if that was going to happen that should have happened the day after the election i agree but or the the day after uh uh the uh, 
the march, the day of the march on the Capitol. Uh, but it, it didn't happen. We, the public today, does not have the stomach for such a things. I hate to say that we are not our parents and our grandparents. Now I'm a veteran, and you know I I would certainly uphold the Constitution, but to say that we will have a um, uh, organized resistance to what's going on. It's, it's not going to happen. And part of that is because they have, in, 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 what do you call it, um, instituted stop gaps to keep that from happening. Because at the same time of what we, we are seeing going on around the world, uh, we are also seeing the shelves across the country being empty. Now, you are a big food uh, proponent, this, uh, uh, prepper proponent uh but what what we are seeing is the also at the same time the triggering of the starving of the masses and see this is what i mean that they have thought this through uh they've just kicked it into high gear mm -hmm. i agree yeah I, I totally agree and what a timely place but that doesn't kick. mean it should happen <laughs> This is a timely place to take our first break. Um, interesting you'd bring up food. Because, ladies and gentlemen, China is in lockdown. They've closed down all but two of their ports. And all the other problems I've detailed about the food supply chain and the coming hyperinflation because of the tax and spend policies of Biden, there's no coming back. Once there's hyperinflation, folks, you're not going to be able to buy anything for prepping. Now is your narrow window. And getting it, it's going to be problematic. That's why we're recommending storable food. That's in good supply. Your grocery store is no longer going to be in good supply. It's going to take about three to five days for this to show up is what the people at the Port of L.A. are taking. So what do you do? You go to preparewithdave.com. You're going to get a 25% off sale for the four-week emergency package, which is the same food they sell for everything. But you can order in four-week packages and save the 25% all the way through your order. How much do you need? Bob Griswold says two years. DHS and FEMA say six months. I'd say answer to your conscience. 25-year shelf life, folks. 2,000 calories per day. And the time is almost over. Preparewithdave.com. Additionally, I fear losing communication. And you've heard me say that a lot. When I interviewed John Moore, a decorated Green Beret from Vietnam, I said, John, what was your scariest moment in combat? He said, when we lost communication. And that's going to be true. When we rise up because we're out of food and we can't feed our kids, uh, hell is breaking loose on the streets. When we finally discover our backbone, they're going to shut down all the communications. If you have a sat phone, you're going to be able to communicate with your family. And you're going to get no warning. You can have family in different parts of a city, and you'll have no way to rally them unless you have sat phones. And you know, it must be expensive. No, I pay one quarter the cost of my cell phone for my sat phone. Now, it's not for chit-chat. Okay? They have 100 and 150-minute plans, and you can find out all that by calling. 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. And this is another necessity. We're speaking with Daniel Holdings, and uh, we're going to talk about some of his good works at the end here and how you can follow him better with his books. But he's going to be referencing his books a lot as we go through this discussion because he's written about this before. He told us what was coming. And Daniel, I think there's no better example of what you and Steve has set forth 
as to the threat that China poses to the United States. By the way, I want to tell you this too. Um, I broke this story and I'm surprised it hasn't broken in other venues because I've talked to other people that know about this. I spoke to a brother of a soldier who was involved in the destruction of weaponry and the closing of a base as best they could when they came under severe attack and they had to call in massive air assault to repulse the attack. As they went through the bodies in the field, uh, they uh, wanted to do intel, kind of weapons and so forth, and they found what you'd expect, American and Chinese weapons, but they also found Chinese nationals in Taliban garb. I kid you not. The Chinese were involved in an assault on an American base. So on that note, I'm just going to throw it over to you and have you talk about this threat that you and Steve have talked about forever. Well, so you look at what's going on in the South Pacific and all the artificial islands that islands. This is so broad. I mean, we could spend hours talking about yes. what is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, but you look at what's going on in the South Pacific, and I mentioned Taiwan, but Taiwan, Dave, is only a portion of what's going on. Because we have these islands in the South Pacific that the, uh, you know, up till a few years ago that the Chinese all of a sudden just claimed. There was no historical precedence for them uh, that, well, there, were not, <laughs> there weren't any islands there. They built them. But there was no historical uh, precedence for their presence uh, in that area. And now they claim it as sovereign land. We have been uh, going... Uh, to that area and through that area with increasing warnings by China to back off. Again, if you believe, as I do, that China helped Joe Biden get into the office in the first place, do we really think that when it comes to a shooting war that they will, you know, that that the United States will back down from the threats uh, or that we won't back down from the threats of China? Not not in, in the least. They They will... Uh, they will not only solidify their hold in the South Pacific, but uh, we will be limited to our own uh, conus. We will be limited to the to our continental United States, and and I'll tell you why. Because at the same time as we see, let's jump over here for a second. At the same time that we see this debacle in Afghanistan, uh, NATO is um and particularly great britain but nato in general uh is uh tempting or teasing now i'm not saying that they shouldn't but uh in the baltics uh they are uh encountering russian warships there now one of the interesting things that happened with the fall of afghanistan is nato's absolute um, how can I say this? They're they're absolute disgust with the Biden administration's handling of what happened in Afghanistan, and their loss of confidence in the United States to uphold their uh, end of the treaty. Now, as uh, a former military guy that served during the Cold War for ten years, I will tell you that NATO pulled their weight in the world only because the United States was so strong. The, the, the vast majority of the strength projected by NATO was because of the United States' participation in that treaty organization. However, 
with the signal, and I will use that word purposefully, with the signal of Afghanistan falling, we are saying that we are no longer uh, a strong superpower in the world. Now, Dave, think about this for one second. The, there is a trident balance between the United States, Russia, and China in the world as superpowers. Uh, for a long time, it was only uh, uh, the United States. And because of the Obama years, the Clinton years, whatever, we and even the George W. Bush year, well, George Bush period uh, years, we have uh, eroded our position. At, we eroded the posi our position as the only superpower in the world because we believe that you know it should be a broader club, a bigger club. So we let in the Chinese and we let in the Russians. But now imagine a world where the United States does not have the military power to project a military presence throughout the world. What does the world look like at that point, Dave? Man, that's a good question. And there's so many different roads that can spin off of what you just said. Um, off the top of my head, I don't have a definitive answer because the events would be so fluid. I'm going to say this. When you have, I interviewed Kevin Annette, who's a Canadian journalist, and he really helped break the story. In fact, I think he was the guy who deserves credit for breaking the story about the communist Chinese takeover in Canada and specifically about the number of troops in British Columbia and the fact they've taken over airfields, they're building airfields in remote regions of British Columbia. Um, they're poised for invasion. And, and Steve and you and myself for years have talked about the southern border and what exists there. Um, that, that kind of brings us up to the precipice of where we are, but I've been working with Sam Arnold, and we've talked about what's going on uh, between India and China, and we have a task force there along with the Brits and uh, the uh, Australians backing up 250,000 Indian soldiers on the Chinese border, and Japan issued a threat to China. You move on Taiwan, because our forces are kind of tied up at the moment, that we will come after you. And South Korea has reinforced that threat by saying they were going to join with, um, with Japan. Uh, <laughs> that's World War III. I mean, the sides are lining up. And then here's one of the big damages, Daniel, I see coming out of Afghanistan, and I think it's intentional. Biden deliberately made us energy dependent. He didn't have to do what he did. He didn't save the environment. He just wrecked energy independence. And, and what country lies next to Afghanistan where the Chinese are present now? Well, that would be Iran. And China has a relationship with Iran as a BRICS nation that bought oil for gold in defiance of the petrodollar scheme in the Middle East. Iran sits next to Middle East oil supplies. It's also a good jumping off point for African invasion. It holds the key to two different regions. But if we lose Middle East oil supplies, our ability to project military power will be negligible. And that's really how I see the Afghanistan situation and its biggest threat. The 15,000 contractors, hugely important, I agree. But the damage to national security and far more Americans are gonna die if the Chinese and the Iranians ever gain control of Saudi oil. 
Well, it, it is an excellent point, Dave, because, and in fact, it was where I was going next. When you talk about the Taliban now taking over Afghanistan, you have to talk about the Persians being emboldened to do what they want to do, just because they are like mind. When we think about the um, uh, the uh, uh, Gulf of Oman, and you think about what has been going on there for the last few weeks, tankers blowing up, being boarded, not really carried by the mainstream media. However, what we are seeing now is this, this signal, and I keep using this word, this signal being given to the Iranians that now is the time to move. Now is the time to, uh, to, to go out and, and do what, what we have planned for you to do. So what I think you will see in the, in the very near future is the Iranians emboldened to do just what you said. Now, I don't know that we will totally lose you know, access to Middle East oil, but I do know this, that when the, there is, as a former financial guy, when there is conflict in the region, region there, the price of a barrel of oil mm-hmm. goes through mm-hmm. the roof. And I would not be surprised if uh, – let me, let me make a – a prediction here and this is not this is not prophecy i'm just thinking about here within the next six months i think you'll see 200 dollars a barrel on, of oil 200 dollars a barrel of oil i mean that is unbelievable right now I, I don't know where it's at right now i think it's probably like 50 60 bucks a barrel oil something like that but i think you'll see 200 dollars barrel of oil within the next six months and if that is the case at the same time, Dave, and, and thank you for bringing this up because it, it, it's a thread to my next thought. When we are talking about what is going on with um, the United States militarily and politically, you cannot exclude what is going on with the United States uh, economically. And what I, what I think you have seen, what I think you are seeing, and what I think you will see – is the utter uh, devastation of the U.S. dollar. Now, why why do I say that? Because it, real inflation numbers, it is unbelievable, folks, where real inflation numbers are right now. It's in the 20s. Now, despite what Washington is saying, we are seeing the dilution of the dollar on a daily basis. If we think, Dave, for one second – that this latest uh, bill, uh, what do you call it, infrastructure bill uh, to pump money into the economy is is a good thing, then you need to understand the dilution of the power of uh, buying of an individual dollar is, is, is it's unbelievable. Every time they print a dollar, and they don't really print dollars, they just make digits, uh, cyber digits. But every time they do this out of thin air, it dilutes the buying power of the individual greenbacks in your pocket. Okay, so, and you know where I stand on Trump. He was better than the other guy, but I was not really a fan. Uh, the other lady, I should say, <laughs> I'm not really a fan. And I'm certainly, I, he would have been better than Biden, obviously, but I, I am of the opinion that this is a plan by the globalists that have been enacted for a long time. And uh, what we saw with Trump is the idea that you could 
you know, just print money without any consequence. That's not true, folks. Whenever we create money out of nothing and fiat currency, that's exactly what we do. We dilute the buying power of the dollar, thus increasing inflation. There is a direct correlation between our printing of money and the increase of inflation. And I'm just a little guy. I'm just a simple guy. I understand this. How in the world can the people in our government not understand this? I know Bernanke once said, um, he's a Fed guy a couple couple times ago. He once said that we could just you know fly around in helicopters and throw out dollars, print dollars. We we have the ability to print dollars. Well, you don't have the ability to print dollars without consequence. You certainly can print dollars, but there is a consequence to when we do this. The con consequence is this. There's this word called confidence, right? So you have all of our debtors. Well, the, the biggest debtor these days is the Fed, but you have Japan who holds our debt. Uh, China might hold a little bit of debt. I heard that they, they dump most of our debt. Same with Russia. They hold a little bit of our debt. But there are other countries throughout the world that hold U.S. debt and – they uh, they they peg their currencies to U.S. dollar. What we are seeing, Dave, at the same time that Biden gave the signal for Afghanistan is the death of the U.S. dollar. Now that, my friend, is as tragic as uh, Afghanistan is. And I, folks, I was livid. I was so angry. I called up Steve Quayle, and I just I didn't rail on him. I was just yeah, I was railing in general. Uh, about what was going on because of the things that I understand. But when you think of the consequence of the United States dollar, the U.S. dollar being removed as, as the world's reserve currency, the consequence of our own country, but the consequence or to our own country, but the consequence to the world, Dave, that in itself is horrific. Well, it is. And trying to unturn, overturn some of this uh, abuse is next to impossible. And the way they fixed the election, let me tell you what I found in uh, Maricopa County. And, oh, when I published this, um, about a dozen of my colleagues in the alternative media, like Sarah Westall, Paul Preston, they got calls from people associated with uh, on the periphery or on the inside. And they said, don't listen to Dave Hodges. He's full of beans, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, I'm just a little old one-man operation here. And I must have really upset them. I said two things. And this was the force of the deep state that you're referring to. And the deep state at the county and state level, not national. So they harassed me. And also I've been sent evidence of spy planes flying over the audit. Not surprising. But they're also flying over my remote rural home. And I'm not joking. I have the maps. I've published them. And people have made it available. It was a plane from the city of Phoenix, DOJ plane given to them. And they flew over my place in circular fashion. They took off from the Deer Valley Airport. Now, do you like them apples? But let me give you what I released. I said that the election codes, which controlled the voting machines, were never in the possession of the county supervisors. And they're under order, court order twice to surrender them. And they won't. They can't because they never had them. Dominion never surrendered them, in my opinion. And I have election officials that tell me they never had the codes on the election floor, which is illegal. So I broke that story. That triggered uh, a big backlash. But here's the biggest thing, too, and they tried to conceal this. In the fall, there was a huge voter breach 
Um, and they got all the inactive voters. That's what they had access. Oh, gee, she hasn't voted in 11 years. We can stick her on a duplicate ballot. Now, in Arizona, you can do duplicate ballots, assuming, you know, they say that, well, the machine failed, kicked out your ballot, you made a bad error and wrote something in the wrong place. But by law, the original ballot has to be attached to the duplicate ballot. And there are at least, and I mean, there could be 150,000, but I have added up the aggregate totals from three election officials that have talked to me, 20,000 votes without an original ballot. They're, they're, uh, they're illegal on their face because they don't have that. But this voter breach was covered up until late January and it occurred the previous fall and they knew the audit would discover it. So they had to come out with it. And when I came out with a story before they did, I went through hell again. What do you think about those apples, about the um, complicity at the state and county level? Well, Dave, all I can say is this, that that's what's happening in Arizona is the same thing that is happening in Minnesota, mm -hmm. in Michigan, in Georgia, in, uh, help me out here, other, other, other Pennsylvania, areas. Wisconsin, yeah. And Wisconsin's very, auditing right. two counties now. That's right. So, uh, this kind of fraud, and, and I use that word purposely, audience, fraud, with a capital F, uh, this kind of fraud has to be done on a, uh, a macro level. This, see, oftentimes what happens is, you know, I, I forget the saying that, that all politics is local, uh, meaning that your local politics affects your immediate world. But in order to affect a superpower, it has to be macro. Mm -hmm. It has to be across broad spectrums of the voting base. And so the only way that this could this this fraud could be happen uh, could could be uh, uh, could be uh, could happen, I should say, is through a macro effort to uh, change the votes of key states all over the country. Yes, and that is exactly what's happened. So what you're seeing in Arizona, uh, and look. Folks in Arizona, don't think for a second I, I'm saying that you shouldn't bother with what you're doing because it's not the case at all. I think they're lying. But, Dave, I'm a realist. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm also a realist. Yeah, I am Do too. We, so here's the, here's the bottom line, okay? Do we really think, honestly, think about what has to happen for the election to be overthrown. Do we really think that is going to happen? Now, I'm not saying that it belongs in, in isolation, I agree with you. But that cumulative snowball coming down the mountain can pick up steam and debris. And Afghanistan's part of that debris. Uh, the other failures in leadership, like at the border, absolute dereliction of duty and treason, that picks up debris. And I'm thinking at some point there'll be a critical mass where the only answer for us is for the military. I mean, we're not going to go into the streets ourselves with our M16s and affect any change, but the military could. And and I think if they understood what the Chinese have in store for them, Wei Fang said in a speech to the CCP in 2017 that they want to occupy America and not have co-occupancy, meaning genocide. And if military leaders would look at this and say, I've got to act to my own self-defense, so that would be my answer to you. Do I think the audit is going to 
um, be re reverse the election, not unto and by itself. In fact, the head of the Arizona audit, I'm calling her out in a speaking engagement I'm in this uh, Saturday um, in uh, Prescott, Arizona at the Hacienda Hotel. Uh, Karen Fan, uh, Arizona State, State State President, has said from the very beginning, we're not looking to overturn the election. And I'm saying, what the hell? Why are you doing an audit and wasting $8 million of the people's money if you're going to let someone break into your house, steal your jewelry, get caught, and then get to keep the jewelry and profit from their crime? Why even bother? And and this this is something she's done. And I've also found what I suspect are strong conflicts of interest from a business standpoint that have made her vulnerable. And I've called on her to answer to this and show me ethical exemptions. And uh, I've been ignored. So there's sabotage within the audit. In fact, let me give you one other example. Um, Ken Bennett, who was the former Secretary of State, the number two guy in the audit, called the liaison, he was kicked off the audit team and banned from coming on the floor of the audit for leaking info to the press to key press members. Some people think he talked to me. He did not. He was not one of my sources, and I want to make sure I'm clear on that. But why would the number two guy in an audit, Daniel, leak information in violation of his non-disclosure agreement if everything was on the up and up? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, I think you just proved my point. This, yeah. this is... Um... What is going on right now is insidious. It is, um, it is pervasive. It is uh, deep rooted. It is across the board, not just Arizona. Uh, it is a plan by the globalists to overthrow the United States, folks. It is judgment on this nation. Yes. Now that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. You know, the, the verse out of Isaiah, excuse me, Jeremiah that says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent for them their wicked ways, I will heal their land. I was on with Steve Quayle on his Q Files uh, uh, podcast last week. And, and and I as I always do, as I do with your audience as well, I, I approached the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't have anything good to say in and of myself. What do you want to say to the people? What is it that you want the people to know? And he said, Daniel, tell them to stop asking me to heal their land. Tell them to repent. Mm -hmm. Tell them to – they can ask, in other words, to – uh, for me to safeguard, protect, and provide for their families. But he essentially said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that your nation is over. Dave, what we are seeing is the judgment of America. Now, audience, you can sit there and you can say, well, we're better than the other guy. We're better than China. We're better than Russia. We're better than uh, – yeah, we are. But – the word says that to whom much is given, much is expected. We have been the most uh, blessed nation in all of the world and, I dare say, in human history. And yet, audience, we, America, who, who said one nation under God, have turned our backs on the very God that we stated we believed in. If you don't believe me, this whole mess with LGBTQ whatever, uh, 
tells us that the vast majority of Americans uh, do not think that the word of God is valid, that we can be, you know, whatever we want to be. We can call ourselves binary. We can call ourselves female, we, transgender, whatever, right? That is a, an affront to God. We, we can butcher, and I, uh, you, you, you need to hear me, audience, we have decided as a nation, now you may disagree with uh, the idea of abortion, but we as a nation have said it is absolutely acceptable to murder innocent babies in the womb. And to the tune of 60 million, I think more by this time, but 60 million lives of innocent blood crying out to God from a country that says we serve God, that we believe in God, that you have blessed us, that we are one nation under God. Because of our stance, God himself has taken exception to our attitudes, and he, in fact, is judging us. And as a consequence, Dave, all of the things that we fear that I have mentioned just uh, – that I've mentioned in, in – um, Midnight Strikes and even my other my other books previously, those things are now coming to pass as judgment on this country. Now, folks, the only thing, the only thing, and you know, I didn't mean for this conversation to get you know religious, but I, I can't help it. I have there's a spiritual there's world. spiritual overtones and undertones, and it permeates this um, whole plot against our country. That's, that's exactly right, because you have to understand, audience, that the globalists, these political figures, or even those that are behind the curtain, if you will, uh, these are Luciferians. They believe in the supernatural. They believe yeah. in the spiritual. And yet we as Americans, we live our lives and we ignore that for the vast majority. At the same time, right, we are in the midst of the great falling away and if you know the bible talks about this day but if you if you think i that, want you to hold uh, that thought just for a second we've got to take our final break but i want to come back and hit the final way with daniel but uh the falling away is going to happen economically too folks it's underway right now as we speak and if you keep your cash in the bank like uh, my mom's side of the family did they got destroyed they went from riches to rags overnight it's going to happen to a lot of people in this country, and uh, I went to Noble Gold. I said, I've seen you do good work for my uh, audience for years, and I went from being advertiser to customer because I saw the great work they did. If you have assets to protect, whether it's a 401k, whether it's an IRA, doesn't matter what it is. If you want other places to put your money safely that has the best chance to survive the economic collapse that's coming, and when you come out the other side, you'll be much more whole than people who didn't listen you need to call Noble Gold and have a discussion with them. 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. In the last ad block, I mentioned the importance of food, and it is. can't be overstated. But where you have food issues, you have water issues, too. And the Naval War College says in the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. That's why we are making available the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. And if you go to waterwithdave.com, you're going to see research there. 
that shows that this product is number one among its competition and they're offering it for 40% off. You won't have trouble in most cases finding standing water, available water, but it won't be drinkable water and you don't want to take the risk. This is why you need to have good water filtration. This is why I trust the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. Um, you can go to waterwithdave.com and take advantage of the 40% off sale. That's waterwithdave.com. Well, we're talking with Daniel Holdings about the great falling away. And Daniel, I see this in a multitude of venues. It's not just the church, although the, the church has become distressed, to put it nicely. But it's across the board, don't you agree? Well, I think I, I think you're right to that extent. You know, it's amazing to me when you look at um, people's attitudes today. There is uh, this apathy that uh, that permeates our society. Uh, you know, some of the things that are in the news today, if you you ask people of them about them, they'll go, eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Well, you and I might go, wait a minute, the sky is falling. They'll go, oh, whatever. You know, those things have went on and they'll continue to go on. But a lot of people are just checking out. And and they only want to know about what the latest thing is on Facebook. Uh, you know, what's their sitcom on television or, you know, their immediate family issues. So it is amazing to me how docile uh, the American public has become. And I think that's that may be an indication of what you're talking about, that it is across the board. It's not just spiritual. There is a uh, an, another factor here where people have kind of stuck their heads in the sand and they've begun to hibernate. Uh, but what I'm specifically talking about is what the Bible talks about. It talks about the great falling away that occurs at the end of the age. So what we are seeing right now, David, in fact, I, I put this in, um, I want to say it was in uh, As the Darkness Falls, my second novel. And folks, if you haven't read my novels, it's not me because those, God gave me those. He gets all the credit. But uh, much of what's going on supernaturally or spiritually right now I wrote about it in those novels, so it's essential for you to understand uh, the kind of things that are going on, the supernatural moves that are going on, and, and you can do that by picking those up. But one of the things that I wrote in one of those novels was that, and this was a true story, a factual story, uh, President Obama was getting on a plane, uh, Air Force One, and underneath his arm was... Um, uh, a book so somebody zoomed in on the book and it said something like a post Christian world or, or something like that I forget the exact name of the book but he was already looking at back then when he was in the office he was already looking at a world that did not look to the God of the Bible for uh, their their provision for the deliverance for their forgiveness, uh, he was looking at a world that did not acknowledge God as the creator and the one who sent his son Jesus to deliver us. Now, audience, when you look across the landscape right now and you look at uh, the news and you look at the people, Dave, I look at, you know, 
five years, I was going to say 10 years ago, but five years ago, and the attitudes toward God even five years ago are so drastically different than what they are today. People not only will not acknowledge God, but they certainly will not repent. They certainly will not ask for forgiveness for themselves, for the nation, for their families. They, they just think God is our sugar daddy. When you look at the mainstream church at the same time, you know, Paul talked about and Peter talked about uh, that in the last days that people would want to have their ears tickled. Uh, meaning that we only want to hear good things from the pulpit, and that they also talked about how we would rather have milk than the meat of the word, and that is certainly going on in churches today. Rather than having the truth of the word and looking at the events of the day, the news of the day, and comparing the two, we would rather deal with liturgy, we would rather deal with tradition, uh, we would rather have a you know a uh, a pep talk or um, uh, you know something something like that from heard from the pulpit than the truth of the word and it is to our detriment as the church because we have a church in the United States that is absolutely asleep at the same time you have churches in China where they are under intense persecution you have churches in uh, I was just talking to my wife about this today. Uh, Saudi Arabia, where there is a revival going on uh, from the underground church. They are, you know, you, you're exactly. a Christian in Saudi Arabia, you get your hair done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. But are we surprised? The Democratic Party kicked God out of the party platform six years ago. That's why they aligned well, with these people. That's why they aligned with these people. Was it only six years ago? I remember... Uh, Tony Viragosa, the mayor of Los Angeles at the time, who was the chair, the chair of the, um, he was the chair of the DNC, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, the conference they have every year, the the convention, and and he tamped down all this this vote to to vote out the party. That was that was more like 10, 12 years ago. But the hearts of the DNC left God a long time ago, and what you see now is their platform. They just, you know, it is just reflective of who they are. <laughs> I know, I know. There are Satan's servants, and there's no question about it. Um, how does this end in the short term? You got about a minute to answer me because I want you to talk about your books, folks. Look. I, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. It's not my goal, okay? But America's under judgment, and we need to repent. Don't ask God to heal our lands, because he's not. We, as, as a country, we will not turn away from our sin. God himself can heal you. He can forgive you. He can safeguard your family. But the fact is that we are at the end of the age. These are the end times. The things that the Bible said were going to happen are happening now. And as a consequence, we need to look at life as reality and not uh, fiction. We need to look at life as it really is and not hope for something different. It's a harsh wake-up call, but we as individuals need to repent 
and ask Jesus to forgive us. I know, I know, and it's a simple answer, but people have a hard time with humility and giving up uh, the hedonistic authority over their own lives. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, your books here. Let's let's take a, a minute or two and talk about uh, what people will find when they come to your website. And your website is what? DanielHoldings.com with an S. DanielHoldings.com. Okay. It's a, a simple moniker. You know, it's funny. I started writing, I don't know, uh, 12, 11, 12 years ago. I was a financial guy. came out of that and uh, started writing. God dumped all this stuff into my brain. I said, Lord, how do I tell people what you're showing me? Mm-hmm. And he told me to write them in novels. He told me to write them in fiction because people would not accept what I was saying. And the funny thing is, Dave, now those things that I talked about because I filtered uh, information and truth all throughout them, they are coming true now. I know. I know. And I see evidence of it every day, and it scares the H-E double hockey sticks out of me. And and most of these people won't even understand what has hit them and why. We're talking, and, and I agree with something we talked about earlier, Afghanistan's a symptom of a much bigger problem. The problem is it has so many spin-off negative effects for America, you have to talk about it. But the real enemy is absence of soul. You mentioned a book that you did when you uh, interviewed Steve about his predictions. Can you tell people how to get a hold of that book? Well, that book is Midnight Strikes, and and that is stunning in its depictions because uh, the as an example, the first thing I talked about in that book was the it wasn't the first thing that Steve and I talked about, but it's the first thing that I put in the book was the Chinese social credit system coming to the United States. That book came out in March of last year, so about a year and a half. And lo and behold, across mainstream media, we see that uh, they will use a Chinese, well, a social credit score or a Chinese social credit score coming to the United States. So uh, that's only one issue amongst many issues that are coming true. There are 38 things in that book that the Lord showed Steve that I drilled down and and looked to see if, in fact, there was evidence to those things. And sure enough, it is very disconcerting to see uh, how uh, how accurate those things are that Steve Quayle saw. And in Midnight Strikes, I give you the evidence for that. Again, you can find that at DanielHoldings.com or SteveQuayle.com. Yeah, it's uh, great resources. And I'm just sorry it's come to this. Um, and like I said, Daniel and Steve and I've talked about this on on my show as well. People aren't even going to know what hit them. They are, as Steve calls it, dumb until death. Dud, mm. dumb until death is what Steve says, and he's absolutely right. He also said something else too that we've done a good job up today, I think, and that was the sins of the leaders will be revealed in the end days. And you've heard it mm. here, folks. We've been speaking with my friend Daniel Holdings. And um, you notice how it keeps coming back to spirituality. Get right with the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. And he can and will protect you and your family, whether he does that for our nations and other matter. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure and a privilege to have you on. Thank you, Dave. And audience, thank you so much for your time. Okay. Uh, you know, I on that hope note, we got to scoot, my friend. I'm sorry. We're right up against a hard break. But thanks so much. Thank you.